1: Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Party brought to you by Pod Maverick. My name is Kirk Henderson and I'm editor in chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. That is a shit ton of branding in the first 15 seconds of a show. Thank you so much for joining me on this live cast after the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Sacramento Kings 123 to 119. Yes, we've won, but at what cost? Insert Wario. Woo, guys. I don't really know what to say. Some of you were in here for the, the Josh Bo and I postgame recap. Um, I'm a little uh, spicy. I'm a little less pissy than I was, um, largely because I got it out in that show. But I'm looking forward to those of you who want to make me angry again. So let's come hang out and argue about something in which we have precisely zero control over. Those of you who are hanging out uh, that aren't subscribers, go ahead and smash that subscribe button go ahead and do uh, like the stream too. That will, that will help us get popping in other things. Um, all right. Coming up first, I, I already have four people waiting, which pleases me a great deal. makes me uh, feel like I'm doing this show for something. You'll notice that the fact that I have a different background tonight. The reason is uh, Mrs. Serious face looked at me and said, I don't care that you have to stream. I want to go to sleep. Um, So, yeah, those of you who are married, you understand that now I'm streaming from my kitchen. Um, Coming up first is my man Chris Haley. Chris, what's going on? Nothing. Can you hear me? I can. You sound great. Thanks for joining again.
2: Okay, yeah, of course. Um, Yeah, what cost indeed. I knew they were going to win this game. I know it's probably going to come down to the final game of the season against the Spurs. Like last year, weird stuff happens against the Spurs. Just like in 2019, weird things happen against the Spurs. The last Mm. home game where... We were saying solid measuring and Devin Harris went crazy and, uh, it kind of messed up our draft odds there. Uh, just winning that last game. So I'm, I'm thinking here. And the one team in the East that we need to win is the bulls. And what are the freaking odds that we played in the
1: next yeah, game? Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're good. They're good. They don't care. They're going to, they're apparently going to consider sitting guys on Friday, yeah, which well,
2: yeah. Yeah. I saw, I heard the recap. So I guess the bulls, um, yeah, and the Spurs, their odds are the same no matter if they win or they they lose. Um, same thing, I guess, when it comes to the Thunder, right? They're going against the Jazz and the Grizzlies, so yes, and the teams that they're facing, it doesn't really matter. It, I think, yeah, the Jazz are out. They don't have, yeah, they don't even have a chance.
1: No, to no. So you expect the Thunder to beat the Jazz, and then this to go down to the wire against the Grizzlies, <sighs> who and are it sucks because.
2: We play at two thirty on Sunday. They play at two thirty on Sunday. It'd be different if maybe they had a noon game. We can kind of mm-hmm. gauge what's going. On. I don't know if this is this sucks. It's going to go down to the wire. So, yeah, we're probably winning on Friday against the Bulls. I mean, who do you root for? Do you go again? You go for the Thunder? I mean, we're. I guess we're going all in, right? We're we're just going to go with the play in. I mean, you know. I mean that playing. the
1: players don't tank, so this was kind of a a given. Like I. I found myself going through like various stages of emotion because you you heard the the Luca Doncic being like, well, if I'm able to play, I'm gonna play, mm-hmm. and it's like, um, what about the various games you missed over the course of the season where we lost when we needed you to play, mm-hmm. but you didn't play. The yeah. Mavericks told you not to play, so you didn't play. Like I, I I was trying not to get too upset about that because all the all the various and and look, my Slovenian followers, my European followers, I love all of you. You guys are wonderful people, but everyone who talks like they know what's going on in Luka Doncic's head drives me crazy. Like, what he didn't play in Cleveland when, like, Cleveland has the the biggest Slovenian diaspora in the United States, and there was like a kid who flew six thousand miles to go sit at the game, and Luka didn't play. Like, like I, if he wasn't the Mavs don't want to tank, that's fine. What we're on though now is like a path that I feel like there's a landmine in front of me. To the left of me, to the right of me, and there, there's no way to avoid it.
2: I think it's going to go one way or the other. I think we're either going to miss the plan and have the Bulls win, or uh, I, I don't know, man. That, that, the nuclear option is we miss the plan, and then there's. What well, we we end up being eleventh seat or eleventh? Oh, place. that's the
1: single funniest outcome. Like the single funniest outcome is we miss the play in, or we 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 get into tenth, we lose the first game, but we're still in eleventh place. So we send the pick to New York. Kyrie Irving decides to go sign elsewhere, and we're just sitting here holding ourselves.
2: We win. We win the Bulls game, and the Thunder win their last two games, and the Spurs for some reason. When was the last time they beat us? It's probably been a couple of years, right?
1: I don't know. I. Yeah. I I, I technically count that overtime win earlier this year as a as a loss. <laughs> what if what if they beat us, God? And I'm looking on I'm looking at my phone right. At takeathon.com.
2: How is the so right now at the season? I don't know if this is accurate. I'm looking at it. It says that we would have the the 12th worst record. How is the Bulls or how is the Thunder ahead of us in that regard? Because I thought they owned the tiebreaker. Against don't
1: them. ask me to do math. It's 11:07. Okay. What are you doing? This is just mean.
2: Well, what about the Bulls, though? Like, um, if the season ended and we're tied with them... How,
1: coin flip. How would,
2: how would they... Uh, coin flip. Off? Seriously.
1: It, it, they would do a coin flip between the teams. Like, it's 1972, and we have no better way of solving 50-50 solving yeah. opportunities.
2: It's great. But it lastly, here's the other way it's going to go. We hit this hot streak. We end up making the plan. We knock out, what, the, the Timberwolves or the Pelicans... Then we got to play the Lakers, the Clippers, and we get revenge maybe on the Clippers, get to the first round. And honestly, I mean, I think Jokic would, yeah, kill us in the paint, but I'm not really scared of the Nuggets, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're
1: playing like butt right now. They give me, they 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 give me last
2: night with Jokic playing. So, I mean,
1: they they give me really strong mean, 2007 Mavericks vibes where we had won you know we went on like a 52 and four stretch and then they just played kind of 500 ish basketball the rest didn't of the we way lose like
2: our first five or six games that season and then yes we they walk. went
1: 0 and four then they went 52 and four and then yeah. they played mediocre basketball the rest of the way and did the the Warriors in the regular season beat us every single game
2: that that year or at least three of them they were
1: the worst possible matchup like those guys beat us like we stole something that year that was well, I bad think we beat for I ended up affecting us yeah. or affecting them it was something it, it was the very last game of the season yes like, exactly it up, it
2: affected them where they ended up facing us in the first round and said and then yeah that was a p- worst possible mm-hmm. matchup for us obviously it, it, oh man that yeah that sucked 06 07 all those kinds of memories let's
1: just, let's revisit pain yay yeah,
2: yeah. and it all started in 03 with that ankle tweak man i know man the, the, the well, but yeah let's uh let's go down to the wire at two 30 on Sunday and let's just uh, put it all out there. We either, there's three different scenarios that are going to happen, you know?
1: Yep. Get well, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us, my guy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'll right, see you. See you Friday. All
1: right. Talk soon. So those of you who are, uh, who are watching on the live stream, do me a favor, go ahead and give it a like, give it a share, subscribe. That sort of thing helps. Uh, we got a lot of people waiting. This is more people than we've had before, at least at one time. Kind of, I think we, we have it throughout the night coming up next is my man, Brian. Uh, a regular who joined the the um who joined the, the the podcast what do we call it the spotify lives late but now he's here with us what's going on brian
3: yeah man i'm glad to finally be here for the, the first youtube or well my first youtube stream Isn't it uh, cool? you
1: can do it from your phone still
3: it is really nice i because i had done this before i think uh put a different program like with another friend who had a podcast who was doing streaming something like that so I was wondering if we were ever going to move over here. So yeah, this is nice. Uh, What is not nice is we are on a speeding bullet to hell. We, we had our opportunity to pull the lever, to hit the brakes, to take us off of this track. (sighs) And the Kings couldn't do the one thing I've needed them to do in like 10 years and just beat us tonight. I don't,
1: yeah, I, I sent lots of nasty DMs to my various Kings fran- friends that I have over the years. It was it was the only thing that got me through it.
3: Yeah, I will never be mad at Mavericks players no. for winning basketball games. Right. Can't be mad at the players. Uh, the Kings, though.
1: The well, I mean, it, like, this game was real simple. It came down to three-point shooting. The Kings beat us in every single element that mattered, only they shot 45% from three and the King shot 32%, and that and Dallas wins by four. You make one less three-pointer. This is a ball game, and you don't get that stoop, like that technical foul that got called on Kevin Herter for basically shoving Tim off because he punched him in the face and the ref didn't, or I'm sorry, (laughs) Tim punched him in the face and the ref missed it. Like, it was a right cross. Right. And he's like, what is happening? I love that. Game of Titans. But I mean, shit like that happens.
3: And and look, and at the end of the game, they – Still had a chance to come back and win it. And they just airballed three straight threes. It it was it, it was agonizing. I didn't even watch most of the game. I literally tuned in like the last five minutes oh, so because I was afraid. Okay. Yeah, because I was, I was afraid of exactly this happening. And, man, I watched every Kyrie shot. I, man, that Christian Wood three, that was the dagger that pretty much sealed it. I felt like a nuke to the chest. I
1: Perfect. Like, the guy who <laughs> will not resign with us last year did this. Just thank you, Christian. Just, just on the new. way out.
3: It, and and again, not mad at him. I'm actually glad he, he had a, a really good – like, he wasn't playing well before that, but yeah. he had a really good stretch towards the end of the game. I mean, so him I'm and Kyrie were him. the
1: only players to score in the fourth quarter. Yes. Yeah. So that was so, bananas.
3: Which, th- there's a lot to be said about that, but – Josh had a, a decent game, so I'm happy for him. Uh, I didn't really see what happened. Did Jaden even play?
1: He did. He had some good opportunities. Just it was a you know it was a game. Like he didn't do anything yeah. bad. He didn't really do anything good.
3: Okay. All right. Yeah, because I didn't remember seeing anything. Tim had the game of his life, which of course Tim Hardaway.
1: Oh, well, he needed it. I mean, his dad put him in hot water. Like I have <sighs> like that's like if one of your parents says something to one of your teachers, and then you have to go in and be like, I'm really sorry. My mom was mad because like Tim Hardaway Sr. was like, this team sucks and they have no leaders. And so it forced Tim to basically have to <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know. um and, and everybody's making fun of my microphone. Like, this is a blue Yeti. Y'all understand. It's just I'm in a shitty setup because my wife told me to to go downstairs. So normally, like, I place my mic up here. I could do the Nick Angst, that thing. I'm not a professional streamer. I'm still figuring this out. So everyone, mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. for making fun of my mic.
3: Yeah. Speaking of mics, you would think that people would have learned by now not to... No, it looks put, stupid. Put a mic like, all these
1: people him. are correct. It just, I'm just letting them know.
3: No, I'm saying you would think people would have learned by now not to put a mic in front of Tim Hardaway Senior.
1: But you know. Oh yeah. Well, he's a he's he's pretty good.
3: Yeah. So that that was unfortunate. And then you get you got all the Cuban mess right before the right before the game.
1: I just I, yeah, <laughs> it's like. We just need to find a way to get Tim confused about what he's supposed to be doing. Then he forgets, and then he just goes and shoots like crazy. I mean, some of the shots him and Kyrie made tonight were bananas. Yeah, that was fun.
3: Yeah, it was a bewildering, horrific win, but a win nonetheless, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, what are we thinking? Do we think they beat the Bulls and the Spurs?
3: Come on, man. You know what team you're talking about. They are
1: absolutely going gonna... <sighs> to... They're I mean, they've not won the- three in a row since February. February 6th
3: to 10th. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge them to be peak Mavericks. I think they're going to beat the Bulls and then lose to the Spurs somehow. I don't know, I don't know how. Because mm. the Spurs are like a tanking machine. Mm. I don't know All how. Right. But I, I, don't I feel like it. they're going to do it. I don't hate it. Well, but yeah, that pick is gone, brother. That, uh, that pipe dream is gone. And I'm very
1: upset about that. I just, you know, I love finding new and different ways to be mad about my favorite basketball team. It's this is just just such a fun year. It's such a fun year. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, joining us, Brian. You got anything else? Uh,
3: (laughs) man, new CBA is coming. We're not going to be able to like buy picks either. Pretty soon, all around looking pretty bleak. But uh, keep your head up, man. There's no telling what's about to happen this summer. I
1: I I keep joking. It's like I it's the you guys probably are all too young to have watched airplane but the the guy says you know i picked a hell of a week to stop drinking i picked a hell of a week to stop sipping or sniffing glue i picked a hell of a week to start uh uh video casting right (laughs) yeah or disaster zone (laughs) so well thank you so much for hanging out
3: all right my boy i appreciate you having me
1: all right talk soon coming up next we got ethan ethan's been waiting Anybody that isn't familiar with how to join that is in the YouTube channel, go ahead and click that link at the very top of the saved comments and it will put you in a waiting room. Then you can hang out for a few minutes, still listen to the show, and you will get to uh, come up. I bring basically everybody up on stage as long as you don't literally show your ass and then we'll be fine. Ethan, welcome to the show.
4: What's up, Kirk? Can you hear me? I can. You sound good. Cool, cool. Uh,
1: First time, long time. Always thought about
4: joining, but honestly, never felt like I had anything else to add. Uh, I'm glad you joined. Appreciate it. Uh, so I didn't actually watch tonight. I'm out of commission. Wasn't able to watch. Uh was driving all day and then got on Reddit and saw what the hell did Mark Cuban do? Why what does did he, he do? Why does he have to do this all the time? Like I'm a forever Mark Cuban hater. I'm not going to lie. Like I know a lot of people like to defend him. I can't stand him. I was about to come on here last week and say as bad as we are, he's finally shut up. He doesn't want to talk because we're bad. Mm. Now – he, he proved me wrong. I wish I would have never said that because now he came out and talked. It's just, I can't stand I heard
1: it. a theory on the, the 77 – space. I think it was 77 Spaces show uh, before the game that essentially the reason he felt the need to go talk tonight was because Tim Hardaway Sr. put the Mavericks on alert about the status of the team and kind of blasted them so he felt the need to respond in some way, shape, or form. But I – I just don't understand because for people who don't like the casual fan is going to like Cuban taking responsibility, which he did the hardcore fan. And really anyone with management experience is going to know, like when the CEO messes with like, like the, the, the job of the people that he pays to do, the results are going to be funky. You know, it's, it's not his job to go be general manager. And I, I just, you know, I don't understand a lot of what the Mavericks have done for going on several years now. And I've talked a lot in recent podcasts about how I don't think the Mavericks understood why they won. I do think Mark understood why they won. Like, he's not dumb. It just, this is, this is all so frustrating. And I don't know what to do with, with kind of the feelings. Because as everybody keeps pointing out to me, he's not going anywhere. No, at this point, like I keep seeing him compared to Jerry
4: Jones, like that's an insult to Jerry Jones, honestly. Like they put together good franchises. I mean, they haven't won anything, but like I feel like the process with the Cowboys has been good. I just, man, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to say about him. Like I, am fine with the taking responsibility part, but like, what good could possibly come of like taking shots at
1: Rick Brunson? Like I don't understand. Like that. I, make- I made this point <laughs> in the post game show. I can't understate how bad it is to talk about a player's family yeah i, I, mean, I just see the, zero upside
4: y'all like mass moneyball in particular has been hated on for being negative or whatever and i've always been with you and like I just, <laughs> man like I'm, i mean the only good thing that can come from this scene is like the casual fan seeing how awfully disorganization trying. If I wasn't from Northeast Texas, I'd hate this team. Well, we're
1: also (laughs) tribalistic that what Mark does feels really good until you look at it from the context of the players. And I, I sometimes get frustrated with how much of a say the players have because I root for laundry. I do root for players but I want my team to be good. You know, I don't want a player to be able to say, I want to go wherever I want because they make $40 million. I know you're not supposed to say that stuff out loud in the world, but I love my teams. And that's not going to change. Like, I'm not, if Luca were to go to another team, I'll probably still root for him, kind of, but I'm still going to be a Mavs fan. And to watch Dallas do what they've done the past 11, 12 years now has really sucked because every move gets rationalized away and one of the things about them making this play in which i think they're gonna is it, it it Brian said it in the chat about 2 or 3 minutes ago it wipes away a lot of this criticism it's they'll be able to say oh we just need to retool and and it kicks the can down the road no real changes will occur i don't think well it's a slightly off
4: topic but i would like to say how you mentioned uh you know burden for the laundry instead of the players. You're absolutely right. Like I don't people like to act like, well, it's it's all about uh you know, the players be able to choose what they want to do. I mean, the teams being able to trade players is it's like it's like owning an organization is like a chessboard, like you're making picks. As far as the players decide where they want to go, that's that's not that doesn't create parity in the league. Like if just yeah. three players say, Well, we want to win a team up in LA, that doesn't teams are always gonna have their business just at heart. I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Like, as far as I'm concerned, you're employed by the league and you just work at the office in Dallas or Houston or – I don't know. I, it's I don't tough.
1: Know. Yeah, it's tough because I I want the – you know, Mark talked today. One of the quotes he gave today was, like, he he thinks that Luca wants to be a Mav for his whole career, but we have to earn that. And it's like, you're not earning it right now. <laughs> I don't even understand why you need to say that.
4: I don't know. I wish we had – I sometimes I wish we had, like, the owner for the – Detroit Pistons or something. I've well, I mean, never heard from you.
1: Mickey Arison, the Heat owner in my life. I've never heard from the yeah. owner of the Portland Blazers. You never hear from Peter Holt, the owner of the Spurs. I
4: agree. I agree. I don't know. I've said on the Reddit post earlier today, I'm going to give up who I am. I don't think there's anything that could ever make me give up being a Mass fan, but if there is, it's
1: going to be because of Mark Cuban. I just <laughs> like that you're brave enough to go <laughs> onto Reddit. Every time I go to Reddit, someone's really mean to me, and I walk away because I'm a wimp. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining, Ethan. I hope you come back sometime.
4: I appreciate it, Kirk. I've thought about it before. I'm sure I'll do it again. Outstanding.
1: All right. Appreciate it very much. Have a good night. Yes, sir. You too.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data
1: Okay, coming up next is one of the hosts of 77 Spaces on Twitter, my man Jose. Jose, you're staying up late. What's up, my friend?
6: Uh not much, Kirk. Uh so I- I'm going to just be real. Um bring transparency. Uh
1: so
5: you're actually for- more Cuban. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry.
6: So I I didn't start watching the game realistically until about the fourth quarter, the beginning of fourth quarter. So all I'll I'll have to say about the game is the fourth quarter uh, was fun. Right. I I joined the best part. (laughs) But um I'll just say Kyrie was absolutely amazing. I, I love to see uh, you know Kyrie just do his thing in the fourth quarter, and and this is why you make the trade for the secondary star. I mean, no matter what what people think, uh, apparently Dinwiddie's a defensive anchor, and, <laughs> uh, and then you know Dorian Finney Smith was was just having a declining year. You, you, I make that, I will make that trade regardless of the stipulation, uh, because you well. Also because Mark Cuban has been aching and, and just trying and pulling out his hair and re his hair all over again and probably getting some ass hair and, and putting a, on, on top of his real hair just to make it seem like he's not balding. But uh, that's not the point here. <laughs> but he's been trying to, forever to get a secondary star, right. whether it was to pair with Dirk or, you know, now to pair with Luca. So I, I'm I'm okay with the trade. Uh, I'm I'm a stand by that regardless of how it plays out in the season. Whether Kyrie uh, says you know fuck fuck being in Dallas, I want to go somewhere else. I, I still think the trade was a good move. Uh, so to get into what had happened earlier today, uh, I made a post uh, after the game talking about how I'm disappointed in the win because you you just had this conversation with Ethan and talking about how, you know, no accountability, like he can claim that he takes accountability for this team. But when you think about it, Mark ha- has been a media merchant. He's been very clever on how to, properly use every word in his vernacular to make it seem like this is not a fuck Like everything's fine in Dallas. And when you have a season like this, it, it just goes to show like, hey, you weren't right at all. Like all the, the PR, the propaganda that you spread is just not it's just not working. Everything we, we not,
1: everything that could go wrong has gone wrong.
6: Exactly. And and we could see the bullshit. Like as as fans, like whether you're a casual, whether you're a hardcore, whether you're a content creator talking about the mass, you starting to see the cracks. You're starting to see the pressure really start cranking up. And I think this win is just going to take away from from the real problem. And I just feel like if they make it to the play in and they may get into the playoffs there's not going to be real change and how can you really get change with only two first round picks going into the uh offseason uh who's available for two first round picks and i and i just had mentioned in, in the comment section of this post that i had made i was like um I, I think it would be better to to have this pick because you could either pick a a good young player uh low cost uh and it seems like the cba is really uh the new cba is going to be really dependent on uh growth development you know keeping those type of young assets on your team you could go into the luxury and and pay your your players the only thing is is it's going to eliminate the moe and the buyout market Mm -hmm. which uh I'm fine with, it, but it, I can't stress enough how Mark has continu- uh continuously ducted uh, building a a roster from one to to all the way to fifteen. I mean, one is is Lucas, so that's not the main issue. But the thing is, filling out the rest of the roster, and yeah, Luca probably accelerated the clock limited what you can do and how you're supposed to move forward but i just yeah. think i just think there was ways to manage your assets a lot better and then now you're in a situation where well damn we're above the cap uh we have davis bertons we have tim hardaway jr which i think he has some uh good trade value I for think once he's done- I... <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're gonna be selling tim high but davis javel mcgee even right. maxi because i think you're going to have to move on from max he's 31 i don't know when they can old. trade him
1: i don't know if they can trade him until the deadline because he signed the extension right
6: man i think it's a a year after right you, you right sign. so it's like yeah. maybe
1: trade deadline this this next year
6: right so who was giving
1: maxi money i just i don't understand the mavericks
6: <laughs> but like when you look at Javel McGee, you look at Davis Bertans and you look at Tim Hardaway Jr. Frank Nenequilla is a free agent, Christian Wood, free agent, which I'll get back to Christian Wood here in a second, but Theo Pinson, free agent. You also have Jaden Hardy for the next two years. You have Josh Green going into a um, contract extension talks. So it's, it's just like, well, if you only have two first-round picks, as opposed to having maybe that that younger pick, uh, you could trade back, possibly get some more draft capital, or just pick a good player and put them a, alongside your twenty-four-year-old superstar. Like, yeah, you know, some good might happen out of it. But going going back to the wood piece, it's like Mark specifically said uh you know with Kyrie we're going to try to get the deal done Uh, and then somebody had asked him well what about Christian Wood and he was just like oh we're not going to be naming off individual that was killing
1: me it's like you just talked about two individual players and then you don't speak (laughs) about an individual player like that's the sort of like 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 sideshow Bob stepping on a field of rakes shit that I feel like he does every time he talks to the media where it's just what did you expect what did he expect I don't know I
6: don't know. And and people gobble it up and um I'm just I'm just tired. I I kind of wh- whether you want to call me a fake fan, a coward, loser mentality, whatever the case is, I, I did not want to see a win tonight just because of the things that I've already stated. <clears throat> I think this gives them a lot of lead way. They can make more excuses on top of that and say, hey, look, look how great the season ended if for If only us. a we, couple
0: of
1: things had gone differently, we would yeah. have won. And it's like, no, no.
6: And, and no. I just need there to be real consequences. And maybe I'm expecting too much from a failure of a season to create some type of change. But that that's w- what business these players and even the owner himself is in. You have to change. You have to build a roster going into next season with the hopes of getting past the Western Conference Finals. And I think this Western Conference Finals run has some of the fan base expecting more when – I think they overachieved. I'm gonna yeah. just be honest. Well, no, I mean because... overachieving
1: last year is fine. It's but they had found a blueprint, and instead of like building on the blueprint, they're like, "What if we did something completely different?"
6: Yo, <laughs> not adding any more wing dip, but Ugh. you know, trying trying to bank on thirty-three or thirty-four-year-old Javale McGee and Christian Wood. I, I mean, I like Christian Wood, so I, I can't. Yeah say too much about him uh bad but it's just like whew, you let brunson walk and all you did was bring in uh, uh aging players yeah. to to replace your 25 year old uh borderline all-star player <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that just just carried you uh i don't i don't want to take up too much time I, don't mind. I, I just love it jose <laughs> I, I just don't feel good about this. Uh, I don't feel good about the win. I can't celebrate the win, and I can't be optimistic about a play-in or a playoff appearance. That's mm. just where I'm at. And, and until uh, we could somehow get rid of the current players on the team and, and b- bring, bring in some youth uh bring in some athleticism, bring in the the term that has been thrown around a lot, dogs. <laughs> I, I don't feel confident that this team is gonna be a championship contender. I know people will say, oh, Luca and some janitors could win the, the NBA finals, but we've also seen limitations as to what Luca looks like around people who can't dribble, who can't create their own shot who can't do uh can't even play a lick of defense yeah he he put up a 40 plus performance over seven straight games that's right
1: and he broke down (laughs) my so so shout out to my man cba mavs scott he's in the chat who like it's like he woke up where he is on the other side of the world heard us talking about maxi Kleba's contract incorrectly rubbed his eyes and was like you know what they're wrong, and I'm going to comment. He let us know that that because you can trade six months after the, you can actually trade this contract uh, six months after the fact. I didn't know in season Scott. Oh, I haven't okay. read the CBA. That, Neither is Jose. You don't care. That, <laughs> we don't want to read the CBA. We don't want to <laughs> read contracts. We want to watch basketball, <laughs> and
6: we want to listen to podcasts about the CBA. That's exactly <laughs> right.
1: So 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna switch because you're on your phone. I'm not sure you'll be able to see this, but I'm gonna switch the screen to a joke from. The incredible Josiah Johnson on Twitter, Udoka in the Lakers oh, locker room it. right now, and it's it's just an incredible shot because the Lakers just lost to the Clippers after a furious comeback attempt, and they still lost. Um, I'll post it in the chat so anybody can see this, but it's just like like Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter will never. It's just so good for jokes. It's it's it, my favorite thing. It, but thank you for hanging out with us, man.
6: And thank you, Kirk, for bringing me up and and much uh applause to you for starting something new and uh finding a different endeavor for yourself
1: well it's, it's you. also it's a real and, and you know you're a guy who spends some time going to the gym but like like seeing your my ugly ass face in the camera it's like i need to keep yeah. working out i need to shave i need to comb my hair I need to you know it's it's good stuff all right man well thanks so much all right thank you all right, coming up next is Brandom. Welcome to the show again. Wow, what an outstanding beard you have. Kirk, can you hear me? That's better than anything I can, and your beard is better than anything I could have hoped for. What's going on, man? Man, I'm trying to trying to keep the gray out.
7: That's all I'm doing, Kirk. <laughs> trying to hide. What are you thinking tonight? I'm gray. I'm good. Can you hear me, Kirk? I can. Oh, sorry okay so so yeah man that was a that was a good game um Kyrie, that dude I used to I used to have a, a Instagram account and I used to follow his um I guess it was like his fundamental coach when he lived in Jersey and that dude used to put Kyrie through um, a lot of stuff and it, it kind of shows because that dude's handles and just his footwork is kind of you know it's kind of' it's unseen before. You know, it was one, I think it was like in the third or fourth quarter when he pivoted in the paint and shot off of his left foot. I was like, man, people can't move like that.
1: that- not at that small and over bigger guys. It was Man, of- it
7: is, and, and not, not even a fadeaway. He just shoots over dudes. It's just like, man, that, that's crazy. But um, his his um, on-the-court leadership is a lot different than Luka's. It seemed like to me I think the guys like Luka, and so they play for him. But with Kyrie, they play with him because he gets them more involved in the game, like the ball flow, um, giving them chances to shoot with confidence. And it was, it, you know, and it was a couple of times where I was looking at, like, I think Luke is going to take this shot as opposed to Kyrie. Kyrie would probably drive and kick it out. So I think I think their chemistry works well because you got somebody that could be, like, an intrinsic leader if Luke is that type of person with the guys, and then somebody that's going to be, like, a – like a floor general, kind of like Kyrie. He's not as outspoken as maybe a Chris Paul is, but he's still um, pretty pretty significant in a leadership role with the Mavs.
1: Well, because of his size, he has to get the ball differently. Like, he's not a small player, but he's not big either. He's 6'3", with a pretty good wingspan, and so the kind of actions he gets with a lot of the dribble handoff stuff is just a lot different than Luca because Luca's so big, he can ISO everyone. But watching Kyrie off of motion, where he passes to somebody and then and then like curls real sharply, like it's just it's very aesthetically different to watch, and it's really pleasing when he's cooking. Like some of the shots he made tonight were gravity-defying nonsense, and and that's just the kind of zone you get in every now and again when you're that good. I guess I've never been that good. Lord knows.
7: I wonder, and you know what? And this is not a, a, a straight. Um, one-to-one comparison, but the way that they move off of the ball, him and Steph Curry, I kind of wonder if they borrow from each other, if Steph kind of borrowed from him or if he borrows from Steph, because once Kyrie passes, he's constantly moving. He's looking for the next something um, as opposed to just sitting there stagnant just like Steph. That dude is pretty much running a marathon all game when he's off of the ball looking for the next shot or looking for something to happen. So I kind of wondered, like you said, I would never know because I'm not a great player, but great guys kind of Kind of feed
1: off of each other's energy like that. It it feels more like what Kyrie does versus what Luca does. And granted, let's just be clear: neither of these things are things that normal humans can replicate. But if you were to show someone who's trying to play basketball like a kid, you can show them the off-ball movement and say you can do this stuff. Whereas what Luca does is so physically dominating that it's hard; like, you just can't replicate it. But I, I really think it works well together. Dalton Trigg. Uh, over at Step Back Mav Podcast, Dallas Mavericks, uh, uh SI site said that anybody that's complaining about Luca and Kyrie like not working together hasn't watched a game because they work fine, they're great. The offense is amazing,
7: it works amazing. And, um, man, you know what? And I was just thinking like a hypothetical situation. You brought up the offseason and trades, but just hypothetically, let's say that they brought in somebody good, or you know, let's say the next season. Jaden Hardy made this or Josh Green made this significant step to, you know, that Jalen Brunson step would Luca ever consider playing that point forward or that, that three spot where they have like a three headed guard, kind of like in rich Rick's old lineup. Or do you think that he would be more reluctant and want to stay
1: in the guard spot? That's a great question. I think in a game, like over a season long thing, he'd probably say no. Cause he wants to have the ball. But then you get to game 80 or 82, whatever the hell game it is. And he has, you know, his thighs are bruised up. His arms need those cupping things. And he's just tired of getting beat on all the time. He'll probably say yes. So I I think more ball handling and guys that can do, uh, to use a football term, like be more multiple is what Dallas needs because Luca can do so many things that I don't know if we've really seen him do. Like he's a great catch and shoot guy. He's just not super comfortable with it. I still think him as the screener, he's made jokes about how he has a big body and he should be able to use it. It's just, they need to, they need to convince him that he needs to do it, you know? Right.
7: So, and I think my, I think my um, pitch to him would be, um, why would it work for LeBron and not work for you being at that point forward spot? But then also I kind of wonder if you took, if you just hypothetically, if you ran this the plays that Dallas ran for Porzingis with Luca, knowing that he has a, a, you know, a Macklin J and he could just post up smaller guys, he could post up, you know, even forwards, if it would work or if he would buy into it. Because that's one thing that we have not seen is you know, him just constantly beating people down in the post i mean it's, it's possible but I would, I would definitely wonder how it would look if they ran the same type of sets for him that they ran for we, Porzingis.
1: we talked about it a while back back when the mavericks first got kyrie that with what the nets did before james harden hurt his hamstring is james harden was a point guard for three quarters and then he was a sledgehammer in the fourth quarter And currently we're kind of getting the inverse of that where Luca's battering teams down and then Kyrie's like just he's a he's a a scalpel stabbing people in the fourth quarter whenever they're really cooking. I just think you have a lot of options. And what was nice tonight is that Luca recognized that Kyrie was absolutely on fire and did not hesitate to keep giving him the ball. And the Mavericks were perfectly fine with that, and I love that because you, there's this occasionally discussion like, "Oh, well, Luke is dominating too much." You know what? I don't think it matters. These guys are too smart. They figured this stuff out given enough time.
7: Yeah, I think the the, the few times that Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie played together, that was kind of like the implication of mm-hmm. good just just two good players um, uh, playing together, you know, cohesively. Um, like yeah. I said before, I think it was one game whenever. Kyrie is a playoff game. I think Kyrie dropped like 50, and even KD maybe had like 50. So it's possible. But, you know, the downside is they got to give 80% of the points, you know, for the Mavs to pull
1: it out. That's true. That's true. Well, well, Brandon, thank you for for joining us once again. Do you got anything else before I move on to the next guest? Yeah, just one more thing, man. Sure. Uh, You were talking about rooting for the
7: jersey, and just real quick, I think – You know, my, my, I I think I talked about before what made me become a Mavs uh, fan, but, you know, back in the day, um, there wasn't very many options. You know, as a sports, you know, in Texas, you probably had regional stuff like the Cowboys, the Rangers. Some places had like Houston with Southwest Sports and, you know, the Dallas Mavericks. And, you know, probably if you lived in the Houston area or San Antonio, you had the Spurs or the, or the, um, or the Rockets. But I want to say anything that's kind of, you know, Central Texas above Central Texas more kind of Dallas Mavericks so on Sundays you would probably this is before TNT on Sundays that would probably be the only time you could see basketball right on ABC so you know outside of that it was just constantly you know only thing you could really see is is the Dallas Mavericks basketball and you know back then outside of Nolan Ryan the the Rangers kind of sucked and Astros sucked and the Cowboys you know this is the free pre-Super Bowl they sucked so the only team that was really exciting was the Mavericks so I think that's kind of what pulled me in so you know that's kind of my rooting for the rooting for the team you know kind of following them around for the longest
1: I understand that's good stuff man well thanks for hanging out all right Kirk man thank you another
3: day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help
0: And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: All right, let's go to my man, Brian Zillum, who's been waiting patiently. What's going on, Brian? Chief, what's going on? Well, you know, just here. It's it's not too late, considering how late we started. But uh, what do you got for us tonight?
8: Uh, I can we analyze that kid uh, banger? Uh, no, you. If you have it up, read oh. it to us
1: because I read it earlier.
8: Well, I I know you read it, but just there was so many one liners from that entire thing. Like I thought, like Jason Kidd is actually really funny. Like I'm starting to kind of see that now. I think mm. uh, Tim and Austin at uh, 77 Minutes of Heaven like have pointed that out for a while. But with me being kind of like a grumpy asshole, I guess I'm I'm too in the weeds to like notice. Well, that. Reading but,
1: stuff is different than hearing
8: it, right? Because I think it was the great uh, Matt Moore. I think he was the one that first kind of uh, pointed that out, um, and we were just like, "Well, what what is, what's so funny?" And then I think uh, Grant over at Dallas basketball tweeted it. And I mm-hmm. went from my mood being really pissed off to dying because it was so funny because after a uh, kid basically said, well, you know, fuck you guys. You didn't say anything last year. He opens a can. It was just <laughs> like perfect. And then, towards the end someone actually like coughs but i swear to god if you go back and listen to it i think they're coughing to like make sure they're not laughing because obviously in a meeting or like a media like setting that would be truly unprofessional
1: but it's hard not to sometimes oh yeah for sure but there was a there was an instance maybe two three years ago where like there was like they have these like season um season ticket holder events where fans can come through and do stuff and like somehow like a drunk lady wandered in to the press conference and like yes! asked rick carlisle a question I mean,
5: God. <laughs> that
1: was a fun one that was a fun one yeah but yeah keep going
8: yeah it's just like through the hilarity i i loved how kid will like well you guys didn't Ask anything about, like, you didn't call for my job or not believe in me last year. I can't yeah. imagine why. Yeah, bud, because you overachieved as hell, and you went to the Western Conference Final, and now you're kind of fiddling and fartling around where, I, okay, I'm, I'm sorry if anybody's listened that I brought this up before, and I still have it. I'm going to bring it up every freaking time. When the Mavericks were 9-7, and seven, Kid was so nonchalant about the start of this stupid mm. team, because yep. if you go back and listen to it, I, I'm happy to tweet it out if anybody's interested. But he said, well, you know, we're, you wouldn't say the Kings are in a rough patch. They're 9-7. Where are the Kings right now? They've oh. they clinched in the right. playoffs. Where are the Dallas Mavericks? They're struggling right now to get through this really dumb playing game, which they've kind of like are secretly trying to sabotage us. Right. And just out of spite, I think at this point, they're just trying to make us do more miserable work because I really don't want to see this team – like, play basketball in general just because the defense is so awful. The offense is so godly. It's hard for me to, like, in in the moment, yes, Kyrie was going bananas, and I should be, like, absorbing that and loving the hell out of that, but in between all of the calamity that's occurred within pretty much, like, I think, like, a two-hour time frame before the actual tip-off, it, like, drives you crazy, and if you're not a Kirk Henderson already, like, I'm sure after at some point this season, like we all turn into Kirk Henderson. It's okay, but like I still like as a fan of this stupid team for like three decades sure. now. Yeah, I want to enjoy them. But like that's true, they are actively making me resent them. And I don't like like that about myself as we lose
1: when they should win, and they win when they should lose. Like yes. there's then that's just been the case for a month and a half. And it, there's just no it's it's very predictable. They either hit a lot of three pointers and they win, or they don't and they lose. And then there's comments about the defense. It's not fun.
8: No. And then like the back to, back to the Cuban stuff. I I think you you saw this you, when I said it in the Mass um, Money Ball Slack. Cuban's comments of trying to take accountability reminded me any, any anybody that's been in a business setting, I'm sure has had like a manager or director of some sort that. Basically, mm. they want you to do all the work, but they want to have all their fingers in the pie. Yeah. But the funny thing about this, Cuban wants to have all his fingers in the pie, doesn't know how any of this works. Because if you go back to some of that uh, those comments, he said, well, I don't know exactly what happened. They, these are just text messages from Nico. I don't know exactly how that happened. It's just like she, you cannot say you want all your fingers in the pie when you don't know, like, your elbow from your asshole. Like – let the GM, whether he's a puppet or not, let him like let him be who he is, or don't pick stooges like like Nico and Kid. Whether people want to like admit it or not, they're stooges. They are Jason Garrett ass people that Cuban wanted because he knew he could collectively still do whatever the hell he wanted. Nobody was going to push back and. people gradually are finally starting to speak up because I feel so bad because everybody yells at us like you are the bad guy. No, we're not. Like we don't want this team to suck. We want to watch fun entertaining basketball. I don't want Luka Doncic to say, hey, I want out. I'm going to Miami in two years. Peace out. Trade me. Like I actively don't want that.
1: Well, and, and last year when the Mavericks were real bad, right up until New Year's Eve where they lost this horrible game right around that time to the Sacramento Kings, Josh and I were pretty brutal. And then when they started winning games, it kind of kept my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And they went on such a streak. And this just feels like such the antithesis of that because they – I mean, they've won like seven games since the All-Star break. It's just terrible. It's not yeah. fun. And they're going to back into the playoff to, – to the play-in at this point. Yeah, and I think like what – is kind of frustrating
8: where obviously we're we're too far in the weeds and you know you and sure. I are uh, same age we we've seen it all at this point and what these these really young pups that are early in their early 20, swinging 20s, swinging yeah, twenties well
1: they they became Maz fans when Luca joined the team yeah right that's okay so, yeah so that's they fine. don't know any better they're yearning
8: for like now 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 but. I came to terms with after 2011. If I died the next day, I was happy because I saw Dirk win a championship with the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. And people forget the idea of sports in general is you're not guaranteed anything. The yeah. Chicago T- Cubs went what 100 years before they won a World Series. <laughs> the Texas Rangers before, right before the Mavericks won their championship, were an out away, a fly. All that Nelly Cruz had to catch was just a pop out. And they win the World Series with Charles Hamilton. They've never came that close. And they're gradually starting to rebuild. And the process of trying to format a team is so difficult. And I think people forget that process in general. And I think uh, on 77 Minutes of Heaven, I think uh, Cato and somebody else really want to have, like, the conversation how Luca was so good so fast that kind of, like, jacked up uh, the – Expectations, for sure. Expectations, but I just – I, You know, everybody's like, oh, we're going to win an NBA title like this year. I, I honestly didn't take that. I, I kind of figured the Mavericks would do okay, but I, I predicted them to be first-round fodder because I didn't like this roster because I've seen this roster for five years now. Like, why why is Dwight Powell still on this team? Why is Maxi yeah. Cleveland still on it? It's just, it, it, it's just nutty. And uh, I don't know. Um, I kind of feel like maybe I'm – I'm trying to do the reverse Josh
1: Jinx, and I think OKC
8: is going to win two in a row.
1: I think. I mean, it's 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 pointless spending too much time with it. I mean, they're either going to get... It's just, it's very... It doesn't feel right not rooting for your team to win. But I also know how the math works. And so that's what's, that's what's so frustrating.
8: And after today, I this is Brian Zolm, who's been a grumpy Mass fan for 30 years now. Like, when Cuban has his hissy fits like today that makes it very difficult to say, Oh, should you actually just get, take all your medicine? And so that way maybe the universe can actually like give a billionaire the hit right. the his or her muffins at some point. It's like you, you backdoored, you've almost, you farted and fell down into Luka Doncic, which you probably didn't even have him top on your board anyway, but by hook or crook, you have him and you, thought he was going to be Dirk it's like no there's only one Dirk and Luke is his own person and you've been trying to just assume like this generational talent is going to drag a dead body to the championship <laughs> and it's like not I mean hypothetically if he somehow gets better I guess in theory he could but like basketball is hard man and then especially going through the western conference like he he's going to break down like he has all year and that's tough it's it's super super difficult and I, I guess I'll ask you like If the Mavericks do have to play, well, let's say at this point, the Mavericks are, I think, favored like 52% chance of backdooring into the 10th spot. Do you think Minnesota could just mollywop them? You don't think Minnesota could be? But No.
1: I think think Luka Doncic sees Rudy Gobert and he's that fat kid saying, chicken, he's fried chicken, and just kills him. Even
8: if it's a road game, though.
1: Even if it's a road game. Like the, the single game element of Luka Doncic is the single most terrifying thing most NBA teams have have seen past LeBron. I'm sorry, he's that ter- He's that scary.
8: Now, what would be funny if the Mavericks actually beat Minnesota and the Lakers lose, and then the Mavericks season gets sent home by LeBron?
1: Yeah. Now the Lakers thing would be much more because the Lakers are much better defensively constructed to stop Luca. But yeah. yeah. That's, and then that's you where have my to head play, is right now.
8: And you have to face LeBron in a must-win game. Even very old LeBron at 40 years old, our age. Essentially he scored now.
1: 30 points in the second half tonight, though, man. The dude he's is a monster. He's, he's just in, a monster. He's in win mode right now. He's buddy. Jaws. It's awful. I, I don't <laughs> want to see him in a closeout game. Yeah.
8: Yeah, I, I will say the, the interesting thing is, I don't know how much Minnesota games have you been able to watch with your crazy-ass schedule, but, like, Cat and Gobert are playing a little better yeah. together on paper. Yeah. Obviously, now i They've not played a,
1: lot, a ton together, but yeah. Not,
8: not a ton, and it's unfortunate Nas Reed got hurt because that guy, oh, my God. Like, yeah, that's him- why –
1: that's actually why I wouldn't count them because I think he gives – he's the, the Jack Donahue third heat. Um, that the that the the wolves would need, and I, he's not going to play. So, yeah.
8: well, I will say at least with Cat involved in this equation, he's going to spread out people, and that's going to cause mm-hmm. some problems. God, forbid, if Cat's actually hitting his perimeter shots that night, you're and, right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I I feel like it would still be I would push for Minnesota just because they have home court, and Dallas has been so bad on the road, and then of course Minnesota beat Dallas when they were shorthanded already That's true. minnesota so i don't know but um i'll right, hop man. off, buddy uh glad i could join uh please everybody smash the subscribe button uh pod maverick and uh read a lot of what well, r- there's gonna be so many good there's stuff, already like, good. like
1: four posts up tonight about yeah. this game so we're gonna have a lot of mavs money ball but just, thanks for coming just, on dude all right coming up last but not least is my man rain i think it's the same rain that would call in from across the planet how are we doing rain Yeah, not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. You have to suffer the rest of the day after this game. So what's going on? Oh,
9: you know, the usual conflicted. Don't want to watch because
1: you don't want to watch them lose
9: and then get mad when they win.
1: That's right. On top of
9: that. um, I know you said you don't really care about CBA stuff, but I heard on a podcast that – the NBA decided that the Brunson situation was such a fuck-up that they're going to create an exception so that teams always have an exception they can sign a second-round pick with and also have them as a restricted free agent. Now, just think yep. about that. The man's fucked up so bad, the NBA stepped in. Love it. And turned it a rule. And what's the bit that Mark Cuban pushed for it to be called the Rick Brunson rule? Because that's the reason it happened. Uh...
1: Oh my god. Yeah, no, I did read about that and I didn't really have a ton but it is so much of this current CBA and I've actually read a lot about it. I just don't really want to like I'm not good enough about talking about it. I feel like a lot of the current CBA was created to sign to 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 solve specific problems that won't happen again. Like they did this thing with where players can have have ownership of a team, like they can buy into teams, but like the things about buying into teams is current ownership has to agree to it. So, in my opinion, that whole thing was created to allow LeBron James to buy ownership into a team as soon as possible, like while he's still playing. It's like it's great, like they're not gonna let like JR Smith buy a team, like buy two percent of the Grizzlies stuff's nuts, but yeah, I uh, yeah. that the 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 mark like the the thing was created kind of as a result of the Brunson situation is so weird.
9: And, and on top of that, which I know we've spoken about with other people, but what's Cuban thinks going to happen when you're talking shit about players' family members and when you're talking uh, openly talking shit about refu- not wanting to talk about certain, re signing certain players, you know, a la Christian Wood?
8: Who
1: the fuck's going to want to
9: sign with the Mavericks?
1: I don't know. What- that's the stuff, but- like, that's why I wrote that entire article where it's just like, please stop doing this. <clears throat> Please stop. Like, I understand his point. I am a. This is why I couldn't do this. I would be the exact same level of petty and angry and being like, you guys don't know what happened. The problem is the truth doesn't matter.
9: And okay, so there's a Jason Timps, I forget the name of his uh, podcast. He said, if you're strong defensive wing, you can shoot, or a good rebounding, somewhat okay defensive center. Go sign in Dallas because that's what they need, and you'll get a ton of playing time even if you're on a minimum contract. And he's right. That's exactly what they need. You could get a ton of playing time. But those players are going to look at this and go, hmm, is this an organization I want to play for? And I think, if, on, if honestly, one of the benefits of keeping Kyrie might be that players move there to play with Kyrie. I think
1: that's true because guys
9: like um, But, you know, then that's going to be – counterbalance by having mark cuban shooting himself in the foot every way to sunday
1: it's he, he, he's uh, steve he's steve buscemi showing up with the how do you do fellow kids and and his just, his it's nuts
9: yeah so uh with um, the pick um i like many others have probably become a tankathon holic click the button and watch it spin um I I don't understand how somehow, I mean, I don't know enough about the draft lottery, to be honest, how we're now constantly behind OKC, no matter what, even though we have the same record. And I'm hoping, my understanding is if we miss the play-in and OKC makes it in and play some games that way we do slide just behind them. Is that how that works?
1: I think so. Um they have the tiebreaker over us. Like it's it's the thing, it's the you do coin flips where there's no clear tiebreaker. Right now they'd make it in because they beat us in either three matches or or two of three, I can't remember, but they own that tiebreaker. So yeah.
9: Yeah. So yeah, hopefully that that works out. But man, if if they if they've missed um, Actually, let's go into it. What's the point of being in the plan? If we're being frank, anyone who's not a top four seed basically has a near zero chance of winning a championship, regardless. What is the point of being a tenth seed or a twelfth seed or whatever it is? Zero idea there's, there's, I have precisely zero. Is,
1: it's it's the in it, it's the the we tried banner. I have I have no idea.
9: It's it's a participation trophy. And Luke is a killer competitor. Sure, he wants to play. He wants to win. And Joe, he probably genuinely he he genuinely believes, I'm sure, that he on his you know carrying on his back could win, take them to a championship if he simply makes the playoffs. I believe he believes that. But someone in the front office needs to be saying to him, "Hey, missing the playoffs once, mm-hmm. securing a pick, maybe even a top
1: four pick that we can trade well, to do whatever discussion. happens." They've, they've had this discussion. They've just opted against the optics because they, they think it the players want to win, and they're right. Joe in the chat notes that they, they have the playoff tiebreaker, but a coin flip will still decide lottery odds in positioning for tied teams. So
9: That's not positive news. Was, of
1: course not. We don't win coin flips.
9: No, don't win any coin flips.
1: Though, uh, I, I my galaxy brain take... I think I said this on the show, I definitely tweeted it out, was that Luca's missed, as a result of Luca missing so many game-winning shots this year. He doesn't have a single one. Um, I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to win the lottery, and Luca will be there, and he'll have that shit-eating grin on his face and make some goofy smile. But that, that you know, that's my take. It's ridiculous. If they could even get it, my personal opinion is, if
9: they get a top four seed, not the number one pick, is they should trade it trade down, get themselves a defensive wing. I think it's uh, Taylor Hendricks or some or yeah. something walker. get something like that. Have the spare pick to use to try and obtain some other pieces. Because obviously, you know, if you get if you get Victor, like that's no brainer. Yep. Victor Lucas, same team, game over. Whatever. Who cares? He's not gonna know. No
1: right. You but, even if even if the guy's not like if they're worried about his body and they only play him fifty five games, like you're winning a lot of those games. <laughs> so
9: let's yeah let's let's pray that they finally move up in the draft. Uh, let's pray that Cuban can learn to shut his mouth, and uh, pray that Kyrie stays because the Mavericks are on the edge of the abyss. If Kyrie walks for nothing, would who's clearly going to walk goes for nothing? Uh, and then it's just it's just nothing but darkness. It yeah. is, it is, it's the end of infinity wall. Stuff happens. You just like, <laughs> what do we do now? That's, and, and, and it will be Mark Cuban standing there, like thinking that he's truly done something and appeal. will be looking for someone else to blame.
1: That's right. That's right. Jeremy in the chat asks, are you familiar with the gambler's fallacy? Yes. It's my entire existence, Jeremy. Um, Rain, thank you so much. You got anything else before we, uh, before we head out?
9: Uh, no, nah, I think that's it. And Well, good luck, everyone. Try and make it through the next uh, couple of days.
1: That's right. We'll be back on Friday with something new after they play the Bulls. So thanks for hanging out, everybody. Uh, or Rain. I'm going to do one more thing before we go. Um, first, I'm, I'm going to do – Rain gave me a great idea. Uh, he talked about Tankathon. So I think what we need to do before we close out the show – is do a tankathon simulation together. Okay, here's here's the lottery based off. We're going to click Sim Lottery. The Mavericks are uh, way down here uh, at 12th because of that's that's the way the the thing goes tonight. I'm going to shrink my screen a little bit in case anybody can see it. We're going to press, press Sim Lottery and see where the Mavericks end up. Oh, good. They end up at 12th, and they send the pick to the next. So that's just a charming way to end the show. You know what? We're going to click it one more time. See what happens. Oh, hey, cool. The Mavericks fall to 14th in that lottery. That's fantastic. Uh, no, where would they go? Oh no, I'm wrong. They they go. All, they moved all the way up plus 11. See, we're going to end the show on a good note. It took two clicks to end on on Victor Wembanyama going all the way up to to 12th. That's that's the way we want to we want to end the show. That God, I. I the icons were so small, I misread the wolves icon. Um, Good gracious, what a what a preposterous uh, way to end the show! Two clicks, and we it says we just need two rolls of the lottery. That's what I'm taking away. Um, be sure to like the show. Appreciate uh, everybody hanging out. Head on over to Mavs Moneyball if you want to read stuff. Uh, tell your friends about the show. We'll be back here, uh, and uh, I appreciate everybody hanging out with me. And everybody have a good rest of the week.